Welcome to The Five Nine, the official podcast of the Fierce Telecom and Technology Group. Join us each week for the latest insights on 5G, millimeter wave, AI, electronics, sensors, networking, infrastructure, and more in the communications and technology space. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week of The Five Nine podcast. As always, your host here, Alejandro Pinheiro. And another week and another great guest that I've really been looking forward to speaking, especially because they're, as you'll hear, going through quite a transformation. So never a better time to speak than now. I'm joined today by Igor Leprince, who's the group CEO for BAI Communications. Igor, great to have you. Thanks for joining us this week. Thank you for inviting me, Alejandro. Look forward to that. Excellent. So I think, uh, Igor, you're probably someone that needs a little introduction, but let's, let's give you a chance here to uh, briefly tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to over there at BAI. Sure. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll have time to talk a lot more about BAI, but, you know, I'm Igor Le Prince, as you said, so I'm Group CEO for BAI Communications, soon to become Baldin Network. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Uh, and in short, we are a global neutral host uh, provider with operation from, you know, Australia, Hong Kong, UK, Europe, and, and obviously North America. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure we'll talk, we'll have the opportunity to talk a lot more about what we do, how we do it, and why we do it. Absolutely. And Igor, you, you kind of beat me to it because I should have said at the introduction that you're currently CEO of, of BAI Communications, but that, that's going to change and not in the job title, but rather the, the company. So you've just announced very recently the rebrand of the entire group to Bolden uh, Group or Bolden, I guess. So you can tell us exactly what that sounds like and what that looks like so we all get it right. But I'd love to hear a little bit about that journey and what the motivation was behind uh, rebranding such a well-known brand as BAI is. Yeah, so very good question. So it is true that our co company is going through, um, you know, first of all, a very important growth phase. So that's uh, underpinned by um, four strategic acquisition that we've made in a relatively short period of time. I'm sure we'll come back to that. The fact that we have also entered new market and you know, simply winning a lot of organic business. So we felt it was important for all of all of our brands, and we have actually six brands right now on the BAI, to be united under one single brand. And we felt that a new brand needs to be a new brand uh, and not only the existing one, but also needed to stand out from, you know, anything ideally we have seen in our sector. That was a maybe an ambitious uh, thing, but something we really wanted to do. So our new brand, which is Baldin, Baldin Networks, um, you know, it's grinding in our drive to be innovative and obviously to be bold and dynamic. Hopefully you recognize the word. So bold and dynamic thinker, that's where we want to be. Uh, and our new brand is also using um, AI imagery. You might, have, you might have seen that. And, you know, again, as a tech company, we thought it was important to use, I guess, the latest technology also in our brand and not, not only in what, what we do. So that's a, that's a short story of the brand, but also together with the brand, it's an integral part of actually of this brand launch. We also launch our new purpose, which is we unlock the power of an interconnected future. Um, you know, call that our North Star or the guide for our strategy or, you know, for some people, that's a reason for um, getting out of bed in the morning, I guess, or, or joining us, you know, when we uh, recruit people from outside our industry that don't understand what we do very often, that offer them a, a reason for doing what we do. Um, and of course, I'm, I'm also conscious that 
uh, connectivity can take many forms from, uh, as I'm sure you do as well, helping uh, to upload a picture on Instagram or, or talk, TikTok video, but, uh, you know, to some of the much deeper effect jokes a part of what we do. We, you know, when we bring, um, when we bring connectivity or connection to a wind farm or military base, allowing the family to stay in touch, this is, this is what we mean by the power of interconnected future. If you think about the public Wi-Fi in New York, allowing people to be connected uh, during COVID, actually 30% of people said that was the only way to be, be connected without this public Wi-Fi. Or if you think about the health use cases of Sunderland City Project, that's what we mean by really unlocking the power of uh, interconnected future. So, you know, I guess in summary, as one brand, we're also able to better showcase the the breadth and the scale of, of our suite of offering or credential or capability and um, and be what we, want, what we are and want to be, which is a neutral host partner of choice for our customer, the mobile and, and the fixed operators, and also the customer in the range of vertical uh, that look at create a long-term technology solution. So a long answer, but obviously a lot of thought has gone into our new brand. Well, yeah, I would be concerned if you had a short answer to that when you've done such a <laughs> such a big rebrand to to uh, to your your company. So, you know, it sounds like it's not necessarily a change of direction. It's just kind of bringing everything together with a common purpose. Would that be a fair way to say you're not really, you know, you're not tweaking with with uh, your vision. You're just bringing it under that purpose and that brand. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good summary. Obviously, we want it to be even even more than that, which is. I, you know, having a unified brand maximizes our opportunity to uh, for growth, and uh, not 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 only through the offering we have today. Obviously, we're putting it together, as I explained, but also in the line business, marketing, sales strategy. I mean, a cohesive yeah. management of our brand. So, you know, it's really this rebrand is coming together of multiple business. Um, you know, that makes I guess BA one of the largest shared infrastructure uh, network infrastructure provider in the world. But you're right. Our you know our next stage we see us continue to focus on what we do today. The, you know, I didn't describe the portfolio, but it's, you know, major transit system across across the three mm -hmm. continents. It's small cells, it's venue with DAS, it's co-location facility, fiber in dense urban environments, as I said, Wi-Fi network and military bases and kiosk in New York. So, you know, we want to continue that with a focus on growth in North America, UK and Europe, in particular across this balanced portfolio of neutral host infrastructure and in building venue coverage, smart community, and private network and connected transport. So that's that's what it means for us, this new brand. Yeah. And, you know, obviously you need to be a bit mindful of the um, brand equity that you had, right? I mean, BAI mm -hmm. Communications, well-known. Uh, very few companies with as much history, perhaps, there uh, as yourselves. Is there a... Um, I don't know a bit of concern or or a, a thinking behind giving that up and and you know starting a new as far as the brand goes of course not not with all the expertise and all that but but as you present yourselves to potential partners and and clients out there. I think it's a fair question, but you know the short answer is I don't think so. Obviously, we are taking the integration of our brands into one you know obviously very seriously, but I think it's. For me, and that's what we explain internally, it's about building on top of our existing brand, which are very strong, including the BR brand or, or mobility or transit or Zenfire, you know, as opposed to replacing them. It's really building on top. And and actually, in, in parallel to that, in the US, uh, we have also already initiated a, a project around 
not, not only the brand, but also the integration of our businesses under not only one brand, but also one leadership team. That's something we have not spoke about you know, publicly, but that, you know, that goes without saying, you know, trying to really harness the strong talent capability we have in each of the business, you know, as part of this brand project as well, or in parallel of this brand project. And, you know, the clear objective, of course, for us is with the new brand is to preserve the great customer relationship we have, which, you know, is also down to people as much as the brand, of course. Uh, continue to deliver on our key projects. That's the best way to make sure that uh, the brand remains very high on your customer, on your customer mind, and then enhance the uh, capabilities and also maintain the culture that we have in the company. So you know, big obviously big agenda, but uh, you know, specifically on the U.S. project and businesses, we'll we'll be able to show share more detail hopefully very soon on that. But brilliant, yeah, I look forward to that. Uh, so Igor, let's let's shift uh, a little bit here. Um, you know, obviously a lot going on with that rebrand but as you say the expertise the people the projects they're still you know very much uh your bread and butter and, and will continue so i wanted to ask you specifically about you know neutral hosting and how you think about current and future generation networks so what role do you see neutral hosting and the other uh, you know the, in terms of the the full suite of options out there to continue mm. to evolve mobile networks Yes, a very, a very good question and a very important one for us, of course, as, as a neutral host or, you know, maybe a different way to say it as, as a provider of, of shared network infrastructure. I think the first thing to say, is I think the model we have, you know, offers a significant uh, financial and operational benefits um, to our customer over what, you know, let's call it a, a traditional infrastructure system. Um, you know, it, if you think about it, it's also for you and I most most socially inclusive model, connectivity model, because it almost doesn't matter which carrier, um, you know, people subscribe with, and if you know, obviously, if all the carriers are using the infrastructure, um, and there is obviously a lesser risk of um, you know black spot in in public spaces, which you know even to this to this time we we all uh, we all have, and, and this is also by the way the most sustainable way to build network, and notwithstanding that. You know, in very dense urban environment or or in transit system, frankly, this is the only way uh, to deploy infrastructure because you don't have the luxury of deploy for. So, you know, I, I think I believe this neutral host and shared infrastructure will continue to develop because it just addresses some of the pain points from our customer. You know, whether it's their capex or opex pressure, their drive for sustainability, um, their capacity to offer technology solution for you know, small cell in dense urban environment for or connected venue enterprise cities um, that want to ensure also this this customer that all operators are available and and work perfectly for all their customer, all their visitor. If you think about a city like London, they want to make sure that all the visitors obviously have have a great experience regardless of where uh, you know who they are with or or you know what's what's their uh, their um, roaming partner, for example. So that's really. The way we see um, us, you know, playing, um, you know, a, 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 wide, a wider role and more important role even in the future for uh, for the future generation of telco network, as, as you call them. So. And and I know you mentioned your your purpose around you know unlocking connectivity in in folks. If if you go on the the new Bolden website, there's a, a video that kind of introduces the, the brand mm -hmm. and. Which I know I said I was pivoting, but I'll get to the I'll get to the question here. But you know, sure. in the in the um, in the video, you talk about you know bridging that digital divide. I assume you know a lot of what you've been talking about those use cases is part of that, right? Just giving people more options 
to to connect and not really tying them down to to their carrier or to their ISP and just be you know um, having to be in a particular area or being tied to unnecessary costs, right? Is that is that some Absolutely. of the thinking behind that? Absolutely, and and I gave the the example of uh, as I said of Link NYC or Link Five G as we call it now innovation. Obviously, mm -hmm. that there are space on this on this new. Uh, you know, small cell smart pole, as we should call them, for for the three or four operators, depending on their bands. But more importantly, uh, there is also free Wi-Fi for the city. So you know, as as uh, as a customer, you can log to this free Wi-Fi and obviously either offload. Of course, that's what uh, some of our carriers do, or just use this Wi-Fi. And as I said, very often this is uh, for, you know for some people, this is the only uh, free, or, well, the only availability, free availability of, of connectivity as well. So that's. That's for, for one way for us to close the digital divide, and you know there are many other you know exciting examples of what we do in Sunderland, for example, in our smart city there that you know really look at things from health to transport to uh, factories and 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 many yeah. things that improves people's people's life, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, how do you see um, or how do you feel currently? These deployments are going from neutral hosting. Are you seeing the amount of interest you were hoping for? Are we moving uh, at the right uh, pace or do you see, you know, specifically when you, you think about perhaps 5G, are we lagging mm. behind where you'd like to be? Um, yeah, what's your feeling around where we are in terms of these deployments? That's a good question. I, I think I think the first thing to say, especially in the market where we are in, which are probably the most advanced in 5G, I think we see some clearly some exciting development when it comes to 5G rollout. But mostly on the macro level, uh, you know, and I think the deployments are, are going well. Uh, U.S. or you know, uh, some areas, are, you know, in particular, are very leading on that. But I think what we're really looking forward to seeing next, and I think what's needed next, is the densification of of some of these fabric network. And 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 for us, you know, that will make a real difference to obviously the end user experience, the in in building experience in particular. But also in, in in many cases demonstrate the true value of 5G and and be able to run the use cases that can be delivered on on, on it and and I think we still need to prove that um, and for that I think we need to see the deployment of more small cell particularly in metro areas where there is a need mm -hmm. for that for for cap for coverage in building coverage indoor coverage and capacity but but deploying this small cell is not easy um, many cities want to uh, to avoid obviously having multiple carrier prop, you know, propping up physical kits across their cities. Uh, I mean, even if you put that, as, as, put that aside, I mean, if you want a specific location with fiber, with power, in this sort of environment, um, you know, with, with the city approval, that requires really a lot of expertise and, and a lot of innovation like the, the Link 5G uh, uh, smart pole that I talked about in New York. Um, and, you know, and really a close work with with the city, the council, the authority, and that's that's what we do on a daily basis. You know, this public-private partnership is something we've been doing all our life as BAI. So, mm -hmm. so I think to answer your question, I think this this will drive also the need for you know back to your previous question about the shared infrastructure or neutral. That, I think that will drive the need for for shared infrastructure as you know the carriers and the, the let's call it the city authorities uh, look to you know densify their 5G network in a way that makes most financial sense, especially for the carrier, but also derive the greatest community benefit for for the city. So, I think that's really my take on that, Alejandro. I think uh, a lot has been done, but there's a lot 
a lot to do ahead of us, especially on, in, in dense urban environment and city environment. Yeah, this, this reminds me of an, ad, uh, an anecdote I once heard from a, an executive from one of the top carriers uh, here in the UK who was telling me that um, they were deploying some outdoor femtocells in Exhibition Road in South Kensington. So for folks listening, not familiar with London, it's kind of where all the museums are and, and a lot of people uh, attend that area. And they had to do a separate planning permission for each one of those cells that was on a separate lamppost. Uh, and they they found that, uh, well, challenging to say the least. So I'm sure, you know, forget about the technical issues just from a logistical point of view. <laughs> That's right. already a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think some of the CTOs of, of some of these guys will tell you that pretty much, um, uh, and our group CTO comes from that environment, pretty much all the rooftop available in London are, are used or have been used or, or, yeah. or abused. So really, if you look at, you know, some of the things we do, I didn't talk about it, but for the, you know, a bit more UK example, what we do for the Transport for London, which is obviously, you know, originally originally or mainly designed, build and implement really the, the communication network on the ground. This is also getting uh, fiber connectivity around uh, around the red routes and having access to close to 100,000 streetscape. Uh, around London where, you know, small cells and, you know, can be put up with, you know, and connected to fiber, which is what you need as well. So this is, this is a, a you know, very good example of, uh, of the need and be able to do that with one partner like ourselves. And we're very proud of that, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think that's a problem shared across all major cities and, and uh, urban landscapes out there trying to find that real estate and, and using it effectively. And, and, you know, obviously, if you have each carrier trying to do their own thing, then, you know, it's going to become crowded real fast. Um, Absolutely. So, Igor, let me let me ask you a little bit about your strategy more widely. Obviously, you, you've been quite active in the acquisition space, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mobility, signal points, Zenfi, Villicom, some of the companies that fall within that BAI umbrella uh, seem to be bold in. Um, What's driven that that uh, that strategy, and do you see that changing? Are you going to dip into there the the acquisitions again, or do you feel very comfortable with uh, with where you are as a group and and the capabilities that you can bring? Yeah, no, a very very good question that I that, that I get often, and and you know the the first answer to that it was never an acquisition strategy. We've been you know we have a, we had a clear strategy or development of a portfolio of services and geography that I described before that, and, and you know, a set of belief around small cells, network densification, the need for in-building, obviously transit system, we are very well known for. So that was our strategy. And, you know, what we happened to do along the way is have the opportunity, as you said, to acquire a company that fit exactly that strategy, whether it's mobility, whether, they are, you know, DAS venues, or actually they had BART, which was also a transit system in the West Coast, whether yeah. it's Zenfi and their innovation, uh, around small cell and smart pole, whether it's um, a signal point bringing us to an area which we thought was interesting but difficult to ma- penetrate, which was a military basis. So, you know, uh, you know, I, I would hope to say that you know that's a strategy we were uh, following, and uh, and obviously we had the opportunity. But as you know, an MNA cannot be a strategy because sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. We've been very lucky, I think, yeah. to uh, you know, thanks to our shareholders, to be very supporting of that strategy to find the right. A company for us from you know portfolio and culture standpoint uh and to become also and i'm proud of that uh the companies they also chose obviously it's uh it's always a you know there is an element of price when you do an acquisition 
but I think the companies that uh, that we bought also felt good to be part of the group, and the fact that we could integrate. As you know, there are many uh, digital infrastructure uh, funds today that you know also buy this sort of company, but cannot integrate them because it's owned by multiple funds or or different management, different set of shareholders. That's not the case for us. So, you know, I also feel that this company felt good being part of the BI group in the future, building network group, and and I think that made you know a little bit part of or the cherry on the cake or part of our success in our acquisition as well. But, you know, we've we've grown, half of our growth came from, um, you know, organic project and us growing, mm-hmm. growing these companies as well. So, but maybe that doesn't make the headline as much as the acquisition. <laughs> sure. No, I, I think that's, that's fair. Um, well, Igor, we're just coming here to the top of the, the podcast. I guess I wanted to just give you an opportunity to, to send a message. You know, obviously you're going through this this rebrand that we've talked here at length you you have a very clear vision in terms of neutral hosting uh and you uh you know you have some very interesting companies under your umbrella i mean i love to always talk about transit wireless right bringing uh bringing connectivity to the new york subway which is something that in london we're just catching up on um Mm. so yeah what what um what does success look like for you guys for the next uh you know, 12 months uh, now that you can hopefully give your brand team a bit of a rest and a few days off and focus on, on uh, you know, getting everyone to know this uh, this new brand. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not sure they are feeling they're going to have a few days off, maybe a few <laughs> days off, but obviously, as you know, launching a brand takes a long time. So I'm sure some of them will listen to this podcast and uh, will will appreciate your words, but they won't, won't necessarily believe them. But Look, I think Alejandro, you, you gave me the opportunity to talk about pretty much, you know, everything, I think, including our brand. So thanks for your question. I think I would just say that, you know, we are indeed in a um, on an, an exciting uh, journey of growth, uh, on the journey of helping our customer to drive their, you know, their costs and their of their infrastructure down. I think that's one of the things we do and and also help them to drive their revenue as well as, you know, I guess making a difference to people through through. Uh, through our purpose and through connectivity. So uh, I think that's uh, that's the way I would summarize it. So, But thank you for all your great question. Excellent. Well, Igor, thank you for joining us this week and talking us through what I think is one of the most um, surprising, not surprising, I think one of the boldest um, rebrands <laughs> that I've seen in a while. Um, I can see the motivation and I can see the motive and especially having spoken to you now. So I think that'll be uh, of uh, of uh, great uh, interest to our, our listeners. Um, I like and, your, I uh, like your description there, saying boldest. That's absolutely perfect. <laughs> I should, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that from you for for my next interview. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you know, I hadn't fallen uh, on the bold and dynamic element since you said it, but now I can't unsee it. So I think hopefully our, our listeners will also now see that as they look at your brand. Listeners, we've heard today from Igor Liprins. He's the group CEO of uh, BAI Group, soon to be Bolden Networks. If you have any more questions, any more information that you're after, I'm sure you can reach out to their team. In the meantime, look out for all of their rebranding coming in the next couple of months. And of course, we'll be back in your feed next week. Until then, take care, stay safe, and thanks for listening in. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Five Nine, Fierce Telecom's official telecom and technology podcast. Get the latest telecom and technology news at our websites, FierceWireless.com, FierceElectronics.com, FierceTelecom.com, and FierceVideo.com. See you soon.